Hi, I'm Greg. Hello, I'm Sheldon, and this is 30 Minute Music Marketing, the show for independent artists and DIY musicians who want to get better at marketing their music. It's you. We're in a different studio than we normally are. How many studios do you have, Greg? We have a couple. Well done, well done to him. So this is the Deep Dives uh, episode uh, section of uh, our particular show where we take a current news topic that's maybe applicable to uh, DIY so musicians like you. and artists and talk mm. about it in depth because... For 15 minutes approximately. 10 to 15 minutes. Depends on where, how much we get chatting. And today we're looking at crowdfunding. Crowdfunding has been in the news uh, with the likes of Pledge Music uh, encountering financial difficulties. Patreon encountering financial difficulties? Um, Patreon have said, well, they're, they're not financial difficulties, but they've said their current business model is unsustainable. <laughs> that, to me, says, suggests one hell of a problem. What are you doing with all this money? How hard can it be just running a server? Yes, yeah, so, so Pledge Music seem to have run out of money and possibly spent all the bands who are using their services money, which is not good. Not good for the fans. Um, not, not good, good for, for the, the bands. bands. Hey, that's that's quite good. That that was almost like a strap line. Oh, I know. That's a strap line that they could have if, if anybody ever gets sent to prison. <laughs> I'm sure they won't be allegedly. And it, it, we're, it we're getting would appear that we the things are kind of snowballing in a Billy McFarlane way. And for those who don't know who Billy McFarlane is, he's the guy behind the Fire Festival. And if you ever want to watch an interesting documentary on Netflix, go watch it because it will show you how things. The talk is great, but the execution is, shall we say, dubious at best. They'll have seen it already. Hopefully, because I think it's actually very, very important. So if you're a musician and you're going to be trying to pay for your latest upcoming release, whether that be a small type EP or whether it's a, a full uh, album, how should you be raising the money? for that particular release. Should you be using uh, any one of the uh, existing crowdfunding platforms that are out there, or should you just use the old, traditional, good old-fashioned way of saving up? That's basically what we're here to discuss. Pros and cons of each, and we will sort of see whether we come to an agreement at the end of it. One thing I think we should mention is that both of us have actually invested into crowdfunding projects, haven't we? We have. Um, both of us have had probably mixed experiences. I've possibly had a better experience than this gentleman here. I've invested via Kickstarter and I haven't, although invested in art projects, I have invested in companies or ideas to make a, a tangible product. I have received both of those products. One was probably a bit described a bit better than it really was. The second one I will be doing uh, filming uh, unboxing and testing out, and I'm looking forward to seeing, hopefully that that is better than, uh, or at least as good as it described, because it was a, quite a few hundred pound. Yes, always beware. Yeah, I've I funded a couple of film projects. One I funded about three and a half years ago, and I've still yet to see <laughs> the darned film. Is Come it coming on. out in cinema? It is, coming, it is coming out in cinemas in a couple of weeks, thankfully, but it was never supposed to come out in cinemas, and I was initially a little bit annoyed in the fact that people could get to people could pay at the cinema and get to see it before me, who'd actually pledge for the thing to be created. You helped make the film. I did help make the Pantas film, and will if see you watch the credits, my, my name will, will, will be on there. Oh, yeah. It should be. I paid for the bloody thing. <laughs> That's the but, only part you're going to watch, isn't it? I did. I'll fast forward to the end. Um, so, so there is that. So yes, annoying timescale, and I did uh, fund a film uh, for uh, it was all about the rave scene, 
and uh, that was ten pounds down the drain because I, I pledged and I never saw anything from have you, that. Have at you all. chased it up in any way whatsoever? I can't even remember what it was. That's the thing. <laughs> I can't even remember what it was called. I think I put, I put ten, ten quid via PayPal, and the Go guy, on. the guy's probably in. Um, he's on, still on a nice holiday, maybe. It's not the alternate thing, was it? Uh, no, it wasn't. No, right, that's a no, shame. No. Don't, don't slander anybody. No, I'm not slandering. The alternate <laughs> stuff is good. I'm sure it is. Sure it is. So, pros and cons of using a crowdfunding platform. You've got a few um, pros, some plus points. I, I, I think that, you know, before we kind of turn it into what might come across as a negative thing, as I said, my experience of crowdfunding has been positive. It does give you, and as we've discussed in previous, uh, in our first um, 30 minute music, Promotional thing. I can't even remember. Music marketing Thank show you. for independent artists and DRR musicians who want to get better at marketing their music. I remembered it. Because he wrote the tagline. Uh, but anyway, it does give you, and as we discussed, I'm getting sidetracked, is that most bands don't have a website, so they have no headquarters. So it does give you a headquarters for your campaign and also a shot window. No matter where you are, you can point people to one central place where all your pledges and all your bundles, whether it's a CD and a CD and a T-shirt and a CD and a T-shirt and a vinyl or what have you, everybody's going to the to the one place and it's a it's a focal point. So so that that's good. I I do like that. And especially if you don't have a website, which although we have discussed that you should have a website, um, it does give you that that one shop stop. The what? Sorry. The one shop stop. Stop shop. Stop. That's the one. Great. <laughs> You can see how many takes we go through for these. Unbelievable. It's all in the impromptu, right? On to the next one. On to the next one. A, it offers you a campaign total, tar, sorry, campaign target totalizer and a countdown clock. So in some ways, it's a kind of a mixed bag, this one. It can be good because it can show you how well you're doing, but it can also be bad because it can show you how well you're not doing. So if you've got if you've got a totalizer which says we've reached eighty eight percent of our funding goal, that's great because you can then go on social media and try and use um, that sort of uh, that figure in order to try and push people over the edge. But I do know of one particular band from around here who a couple of years ago tried to raise five thousand pounds to have their album mastered, and I think where were they, they getting it mastered at five thousand no, pounds? I've no idea. Well, they, they, they were probably going. They've not heard of Lander. They could have got it done for like 50 quid well anyway they, they raised about 50 pounds and that project <laughs> we might actually we might, we might go on there and, and see if we can find that and have a have a bit of a giggle uh yes so uh, that was uh, that was slightly comical but yeah so, so there, are, there are pros and cons in that i think well. though you've got to be realistic in what you're trying to achieve five thousand pound for mastering an album i think is a little bit too much but where well, i'm supposed to be talking pros so Another thing, uh, so we've, again, it could be a pro or a con, is the payment handling is taken care of. Yes, all aspects of finance, whilst they ultimately go to the crowdfunding platform. It offers themselves. you a level of security as a punter. Yeah. And I don't think some of the, I know the, the fees vary per platform, but I don't think they're, they're, they're too outrageous. I mean, if you're selling physical products, I could be wrong here, but I think Bandcamp charge 15%, which is quite is quite that expensive. is quite a lot. Is that a 15% on the gross or 15% uh, on the Well, net? if you charge £15 for a T-shirt, they charge you 15 15% of the sale price. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's quite a lot. Yeah, You'd have to really lot. work out your profit margins on that. To make uh, sure what does not Kickst I think Kickstarter charge 5% of the total funds raised and 3% in terms of processing fees? But I think PayPal, um, you're always going on about PayPal. Uh, PayPal take 5%. Fees. Yeah, because they're 5%. I mean, the advantage of PayPal is that the money will go into your account in less than two hours, which but is if you can, But if for just a little bit more than <clears throat> PayPal's 5%, you can get a whole shop window yeah, and, a, and a campaign good. to the platform for just for that little bit extra. That's that's not too bad. You've written here as a as a you get the money up front. You don't need to put up the cash. Well, that's that's the well, yeah, not if you're currently with Pledge Music. With Kickstarter, certainly, if you meet, uh, if you reach your tar your target for the project, um, obviously, you know that enables things to happen, uh, which obviously is a good thing. And I suppose that then comes on the strength of your of your introductory sale video. Of oh yeah, what you're you, trying you, to you, do. Your, your picture's got to be good, but you know the whole idea is that you get the money up front, so you can actually make the thing. And yeah. if you suffer from cash flow problems, or you're not really which, of course, you know. they do. They're DIY musicians. Exactly. Everybody's well, most musicians, pretty much all the ones I know, are uh, not very liquid, shall we say. Uh, and at the, the final, well, not the final one, the one that we've thought of so far today is, and I think this is important, it actually encourages you and your fans on a journey, uh, which helps with more marketing content and it gets across the, the, the hard work that you are putting into your, your art project. So the, the idea is that you know, if you pledge um, for a particular, maybe like a, an album campaign, you're probably going to get exclusive content and mm. you can see the, the product being developed and it'll probably be behind some sort of gated wall or gated area. But the idea is, is that, you know, from start to finish, what most DIY musicians tend to do, they'll take one photo of uh, of uh, their recording sessions and and then in six yeah, months' time they'll that. go, right, the album's out this Friday. It's just like, what, what, what happened? You know, and <laughs> yes, far too many people do. You know, with, with the people who pledge, you can arrange so that you know, so it, it can be all this exclusive content about the, the album being produced so and all the steps that, it, that have taken place. So in, in essence, you're almost saying it, it's encouraging you as the band to create more content because ultimately that's part of what you're selling. Yeah, and, uh, within your crowdfunding, and, and it's a, it, you know, it is an adventure, it, it's something that is developing and happening, uh, which the pledges can be a part of. Which I think is important. It's very important. So, Sheldon, you're going to go through the crowdfunding cons. So, yeah. when do you like to start? I think that most uh, musicians, in order to be successful in their crowdfunding endeavours, you need a large overall audience to begin with. Because the thing you've got to remember is that there's only going to be a small percentage of people who are actually going to donate to your campaign out of all the uh, the people who follow you on social media. Probably less than 5% are actually going to put their hand in their pocket. Is it a bit us. like, say, for example, a band that had over a million listens to on their Spotify page? And no actual real and fans. No actual, and that's the thing. I mean, it's a case of like, I suppose, it's like bands with a, a high amount of Facebook uh, likes on their page but then they'd have difficulty getting 50 people to a local gig. So you've got to have a large um, online audience, a large fan base to begin with, and they have to be engaged as well, because you're going to have to persuade somebody to pay for a product that they're not necessarily going to get for a, uh, a long period of time. So large, you can need a fairly large audience, 
audience is going to need to be engaged. Um, you're going to need to be organised. As Sorry, we... what's that phrase? Organised. Oh, I don't know many people around here like that. Well, people will want their product probably sooner rather than later. Here's me still waiting for my <laughs> film three and a half years later. And you don't necessarily want to annoy people and pretty much further following on from that. But I think that's a good thing. I think actually tying a band to a specified timescale is... It's good because it does mean that something's got to get finished. And you've got to be organised and you've got to be able to deliver for the simple reason that if you mess this up and if you're maybe potentially starting what you want to be a long career, if you really screw this crowdfunding campaign up, you're going to annoy your biggest toppermost fans and those fans when you next ask them to either do a crowdfunding campaign or even contribute in any way to your career by coming to a show if you really annoyed them and peed them off you're going to be in trouble yeah you might have to come up with a new band name so yeah so you've got to be able to pull it off deliver the goods be organized work to a sensible realistic time scale so that the people who paid you money before getting even anything how would you determine a, a reasonable time scale because most of these bands don't seem to uh, they they all like to self-produce well in th in theory it would help to actually have all your songs written before you launch the campaign so that as soon as you get your money bang you're ready to go that, well, that yeah, would help yeah that would help so from the crowdfunding cons, we're now going to go back in time. Yeah, to, to a certain extent. To the traditional way. And the traditional way would be that, hey, you put your own hands in your pocket and you pay for your studio time. I like the fact that you put instalments. Well, I don't know many studios that offer instalments. Oh, we not do. In, not instalments. I mean, if, you, if you're uh, funding for an album, what will happen is you'll probably have two or three songs written and then you'll have two or three days in the studio. And then there will be a, a period of time when you're going to be writing some more songs and you write another. So two it's more or three a drip belters. fashion. Segmented drip fashion, however you want to call it. So uh, yeah, it would normally be saving up a bit of money, saving up some time to to write the songs, and you know, bit by bit, piecemeal, as it were. But looking at the trend to move away from um, albums and more towards singles, um, is that you know? Is that... That, that, that method probably suits the way that people expect music in this day and age. Mm. People want a constant stream of new music and maybe concentrating too much on an album <laughs> maybe isn't, you know, is probably not the way to go. People want a new single, track. Single, 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 single. Every, at least every two months. Maybe not single because the, the connotations of single seem to be by most musicians I meet as a as a negative thing. It should I should it should be song, 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 song. And then it, you know, it doesn't matter whether the song's five minutes long or ten minutes long or a three minute radio edit, at least it's still a song. Uh, the next one is pay for C D manufacturer yourself. C D duplication can be cheap. We offer CD duplication here, and it's not so. doing another advert, ladies well, and gentlemen. You know, he loves getting those adverts. Not, I'm just suggesting to people that, you know, it isn't ex as expensive. I think we do CD duplication for about 80 pence a unit. So the cost of actually making them is is nowhere near. And if you get. No, but, uh, but uh, you know, you, you, you still have to, if you're, even if you're pressing 100, in most 
bands. Mm. Hopefully, we'll be able to sell 100 album you don't, copies. So. so, shush, shush now. He's, he's being a little bit salty. I'm not. This, this, I'm just so. saying, hopefully, with, if they listen to our advice, mm. they'll easily be able to shift 100 CDs. Yeah. So, it's more hoping they're listening to us. And traditionally, the time frame for an album release is dictated by you, the artist. And again, you know some artists too. The, the time frame shouldn't be dictated by the artist because they, they end up being the only people listening to the album. Which, um, you know, I do think there has to be, um, as you mentioned previous earlier on, in terms of just putting one picture out of the entire recording process. And then it's like, it's finished. It's a case of like, you know, I think the time frame should be, um, you know, reasonable because people will just move on to something else. And so that with, with there's no strength that bears no resemblance on the strength of your product. Yeah. With all that in mind, mm. if you are Judge Greg, mm. would you say whether DIY artists should turn to? I think it comes down to what they want to achieve. If they want to write a single or a, an LP, the, 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 I don't think you need to. I think you're. I think. The, the cost of being able to do that is, and the technology that's available, even if they were to do it themselves, means that's not, it's, it's, it's not really, it shouldn't be your first goal. If you want to do something like the films, like the stuff that is, like the things that I bought that have required, that people are making products and stuff like that, if you are in a position where you are already got a relatively big fan base, like Rob Dugan did something recently, and he was offering his, uh, a huge amount of things, and the cost of making those things was, was going to be high, but he knew that he had the audience that would happily pay for it. Um, I think then, yes, the crowdfunding, but just to make a single or an LP, I don't really see why you would put all your eggs in that. But to me, it's just like you're just waiting for someone else to do. If you can't motivate yourself to, to make your own records and someone else has got to pay it for you at that stage, I mean, even yourself, you're in a reasonably well-known band. How many crowdfund campaigns have you done so Well, far? we are liquid, so that's one of the reasons why we don't. I think looking actually looking at this has been beneficial for me because it may well be that if you are an artist that is concentrating on singles, then, yeah, crowdfunding doesn't really seem to make much sense. However, if, if you're an artist... Let me finish. Yeah. <laughs> if you are an artist who are very much album-focused then crowdfunding is it's automatically lending itself to the type of project that you do. And I think as long as, long as you are dedicated, hardworking, you know what you're doing, you can execute all the pledges, then that I, 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 think it, I think it's still a goer. But I think you have to maybe weigh up what sort of release um, strategy you have, whether you are very much focused on the individual sort of singles and then getting exposure from that and, well, and getting revenue from, from, from other means in terms of maybe sort of live exposure, or whether you are basing more and more of, of what your expected revenue to be, to be from physical album sales, which, which as we know is, is dropping and, and reducing month by month even. 
I do think things like Patreon was a great idea because that way it was a lot more you're investing in someone to provide regular content and it was the, the content that was being provided was exclusive. So that's why I'm really disappointed to hear that Patreon's business model because I think that would probably be more applicable for a lot more people than initial than somebody with Pledge Music who they go to that as their first portal call. Mm. Anyway. What do you think? This is the thing. Put your comments below whenever you see this video, whether it's on uh, the YouTubes or the Facebooks. Thanks very much for uh, for listening and um, to our individual witterings. We could be right. We could be wrong. It all you comes decide. from personal experience. What has your personal experience been of Pledge Music? Have you recently pledged on a campaign? Are you going to get the thing you paid for? Did you run a campaign yourself and was it successful? Did you get the amount of money that you needed? Was it the only way that you could actually release your uh, album or uh, project? Let us know. All right. Thank you very much for watching. Catch See you, you soon.